1: Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. I'm Betch's co-founder, Jordana Abraham, and this episode is brought to you by Instacart. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on, while she's sneezing, coughing, aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us, trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues to tea to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours.
0: Living in a shotgun shack And you may find yourself In another part of the world And you may find yourself Behind the wheel of a large automobile
1: as it ever was, same as it ever was, same as it ever was. If you don't want to see me dancing with somebody,
0: this is what my beautiful wife not my beautiful house. What is up folks? It is so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. This is your pal, your tired, angry pal Ryan. Uh this is this is your Wednesday episode. How how's everybody doing, huh? What's going on? <laughs> uh listen, it's uh 10:35 at night. Now listen, I had a great show. I talked with uh one of my favorite people from twitter kendall cunningham she's uh also an entertainment reporter for the daily beast and we talked last thursday about last wednesday's vanderpump rules and about so many other entertainment things and i gotta tell you once again i've warned you all week this is another interview where i think we were kind of pro tom and i just want you to know that's not how i feel now and it's okay to change it's okay no it's okay um listen, where are we going to start? Because it turns out there is a lifetime worth of material that has happened just today. So we'll get to Kindle in a second. Remember, there are timestamps if you want to skip right to the interview. I, I thought she was a joy and brilliant and funny. So you got that to look forward to. But I'm going to walk you gently, ever so gently, through the mess, through the schmuck of all. Through the stupid of all, through the sand of all, through the scand What or what have we got in day six, Ryan? Well, I'll tell you, we got more stupidity. And let's let's start where we will end tonight. Uh, is that uh, just about 25 minutes ago, this this bastard, I'm sorry, this, this jerk, this jerk could have, could have, should have. Would have released this in the middle of the night, not at like 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Maybe he was going for Eastern Standard Time to wait, to wait till those people fell asleep. But unfortunately, Pacific Standard Time, I was still awake. I was enjoying um, old episodes of the real world San Francisco, which they have that season on Hulu, if you remember that, with Pedro and Puck. And Judd, you know, only old school reality show lovers will know what I'm talking about. Real World San Francisco, wonderful season. It's so much different to watch reality shows back then and reality shows now. And, you know, if if Real World San Francisco could meet Vanderpump Rules now, they'd be like, holy shit, reality shows are doing major steroids because this is bonkers. This is bonkers, you guys. And listen, I have only got about two or three more days in me of this kind of intensity. Like, this is like morning, noon, and night, man. There is stuff going, like, everybody, chill out. I don't mean you guys. I mean the cast. And I know a couple of casts have reached out to me to say they listen. And um, guys, chill out, man. Could we all just agree to take a day off, please? You know, like, it's it's getting... It's getting it's getting there, you know? Like, let's stop. Let's make sure Ariana's good, and um, let's just chill for one sec. But we're not going to chill, though, right? Because tonight we've got an all-new episode of Vanderpump Rules, and then we have Watch What Happens Live Solo Edition with Lisa Vanderpump only. Lisa Vanderbilt. oh darling, I hopped on the first jet to talk to you, Andy. I've noticed crazy things happening in my restaurant. I feel like every time something like this happens, Lisa should just cut a check to whoever is 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 being abused in this situation. Like Ariana, Ariana, here's a hundred thousand. Thank you so much for uh, telegraphing your pain on television. And Katie Maloney, I'm gonna give you a hundred grand as well. I mean, this is just wild. Okay, so let's start. Let's get into it. Um Let's get, wait, you know what I, we're not gonna wait, one, one sec. I just want to get the plugs out of the way first. Uh, if you like this podcast and all the hard work, genuinely hard work that goes into it. It is a lot of work to be this stupid. Uh, please rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I really, really do appreciate that. I know that might sound silly, but it really does help. Not, and, and do that for every podcast, not just mine, every podcast you listen to. It's a really quick, free thing that you can do on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Secondly, uh, Patreon is still going in full swing. Hello, baddies. That's what we call ourselves because we're grown ups, And uh, we've got a huge influx of people over there in the last week. I do want to say I did a full solo recap of last night's summer house. I did it on video and audio. I mean it's the same thing, but you know, one's audio one's video and audio. Uh if you want to see my goofy face, uh I have not showered yet today. Um because I, I'm gonna I I I said, you know what, I'm not gonna shower until Tom Zandaball apologizes to Ariana. Thank God he just apologized so I can shower. So I look a mess, but it's over there, the full episode plus about like 20 minutes on Vanderpump stuff at the beginning. Uh, but it's so funny. As soon as I stopped that, it was like 7 PM at six 30 or seven. And all of a sudden that Sheena, that Sheena protective order from, um, uh, Rachel or Rochelle, 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 whatever we're calling her these days, uh, that happened. And I was like, mother humper. Um, so that's over at the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash so bad. It's good. There is so much stuff over there. So come join, come be a part of the madness over there. And I think that that's everything, right? Is I'm looking to somebody in this room and nobody's here except for this framed photo I have of Tom Girardi <laughs> in his lawsuit. Oh man. Why couldn't I just be into like Hulu shows, you know? Like, just talk about Hulu nonstop. Okay, here is Tom Sandoval's second apology. Reminder, the first apology, um, uh, you know, apologized mainly to Schwartz and the people that he works with. Solid. A couple days later, I think he, he got the message. Uh, I will say, if you want to look at the first apology and the second apology, and look over it with a t- fine-tooth comb like Da Vinci Code, it does seem, the writing seems different in some ways. Uh, the paragraph structure, sentence structure. Uh, it does seem like these are some of Tom's sentiments, Or, but but I will say the sentence structure, it, it feels like there was some help given, but who knows? Here it goes. I want to first and foremost apologize to everyone I've hurt through this process. Most of all, I want to apologize to Ariana. I've made mistakes. I was selfish and made reckless decisions that hurt something, somebody I love. No one deserves to feel that pain so traumatically and publicly. I can only imagine how devastating this has been for Ariana and everyone around us. I feel really horrible about that. My biggest regret is that I dishonored Ariana. See, I'm going to stop it right there. My biggest regret... You know what? You could have had this biggest regret a couple of days ago, but your biggest regret at that time was Schwartz... Ah, I'm going to stop. Okay. I never meant to disappoint so many people, including our loving families and friends. Now that almost reads of like, I had no clue that this many people care. This is awesome. My love for Ariana was stronger than any camera could have ever captured. Yeah, I mean, the camera did not capture you cheating for a good portion of this, but some of our best times together were never filmed. The same goes for some of our biggest struggles. I wish things happened in a different order, huh, and our relationship was not severely tarnished, and that it ended with the same respect with the same respect. Okay, this is where he screwed up a little bit. This is where I'm like, okay, he wrote this. And that it ended with the same respect with for her that it began with. I owed Ariana better. Okay, and this is another thing. I I wish things happened in a different order. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know what? You kind of also had the power to help with the order thing in that. (laughs) Let me just (laughs) break this down for you. Um, You had a choice in cheating with Raquel or Miami girl, or whoever else has been involved, you had that choice to affect the order. What was the order that you would have liked to do once you made the decision you started making? Um, I am beyond sad that it ended the way it did. The choices I made hurt so many people. I acted in a way that clashes with who and how I want to be. I will continue to reflect and work on myself. I have work to do. I always have, and I always will. Let's keep on rocking. No, no, he didn't say that last part, and then he just wrote Tom. I mean, Larry Tom. This could be any Tom. Who knows what Tom this is? You got to be more specific, man. Uh, listen, an apology is an apology. Finally, this is directed towards Ariana. Um, you know, I I uh, wish he had come out with this a couple of days ago. I think it would have helped. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't have helped uh, really a lot. I mean, it just would have been better. Uh, listen. Um, people make horrible, horrible mistakes and he is, uh, at the top of the list of the people that make the horrible mistakes. Um, yeah, this just really bums me out, man. Like it's just really bums me out. So let's go into a couple of the things that we saw today. Cause there is just a shit ton. Um, and listen, I mean, really, this is, this is at the end of the day, I just hope you're not the narcissist that you are coming off like. And uh, that this is, you know, (laughs) that you realize what a poor decision making that you truly have. And that is not something that you, you know, you you have a massive amount of work to do. I always have and I always will. Like, I, I just be better. I mean, just be better, be better. I mean, like, God, like, Schwartz looks at you, like, it's like a mice and men, and Schwartz is Lenny, and he looks to you for examples, and if he's getting these fucking examples from you, and you're acting like this, man, you can't even be an example for your actual close friends. Like, I truly always thought this man was better than Jax, and it's so silly, and the the onus is on me. I'm the silliest for even, what a silly, silly thought, and for him to, you know, like, listen, Jax is back, folks. Jax is back. Jax, I think, and Brittany will be on Watch What Happens Live tomorrow night via 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 satellite. Um, and listen, your dipshit behavior has brought back <laughs> an ancient evil into the Vanderpump rules. And, uh, you know, once again, I've been saying this thin- since this story broke on Friday is, guys, nobody has the moral high ground here. So you see Jax tap dancing in comments on Twitter, on Instagram, and, you know, you Of course he would. He's Jax. But just remember, he does not have any kind of moral high ground. uh, So it's funny in a way. It is satiric. Uh, It's very satirical that he would actually take this as a chance to do some sort of victory lap and to come back to the spotlight. But also, that's what narcissists do. I mean, if anything, I would almost appreciate if Jax reached out to Sandoval and said, you know, we're cool now, bro. I will take that Randy Jackson saber that you got me so long ago. We are cut from the same cloth, my man. Um, but no, he'll he'll do a little dunk thing. We just got to be careful about celebrating that. It'll be fun to see. It will be. I'm not ignorant to that fact. Uh, it'll also be fun for Dodie to come back. Um, but remember, you know, I, I do enjoy watching these people, and they seem like uh, nice people, you know, outside of the show, but they don't have any moral high ground to really kind of You know what I'm saying? Like, it'll be great. And I hope it does affect Sandoval having all the ghosts of Christmas past come back to haunt him. Um, But so we start off this morning. God, how long ago this morning? This feels like days ago, but it was just just 12 short hours ago. We had Miss Lala Kent. And this is, this is when you know, you're like, ooh, this day feels different than most. How will this day be? This is like the moment I wake up and I see I see a Lala Kent in bed like looking like she just woke up. And this is what we get. Tell your little Mickey Mouse lawyer that if he has stuff to send over, he can send things to my lawyer. Same with the rest of my friends and cast. All right. I've never in my
1: life had a lawyer contact me in my personal email. All right. I don't know if you know how this works. I know you're pretty brand new to the game. Didn't last long. Look what you did with your fucking 15 minutes. You have something to send over. You can send it to my lawyer. That's why we have counsel. Okay. I don't want to deal. I have a life going on a little baby to take care of. I don't want to see that in the morning. I want to see that ever. Send it to
0: Daryl. Um, iconic. God. <laughs> Icon- I, you know, if I go, I'm going to actually audition for Juilliard in the fall and I probably, I'll be doing a Shakespearean monologue and then my contemporary piece will be Lala Kent in her bed. Send it to Daryl. <laughs> and by the way, you have to see the visual because she's pushing the, she goes, that is why we have counsel and she's like, I got a baby to take care of she seems completely snuggled up in bed and seems potentially like she slept longer than I did but um i I this is the great fallacy of these characters is that it's just so ridiculous, but I love I mean Lala is so damn charming and this is why I really do want Lala on Beverly Hills like housewives someday because this is housewives behavior this is. We're playing a game, girl. Get your head in it. This is what you're going to do with your 15 minutes of fame. When I think like things like Ariana and Tom have a much more personal resonance. That's why even her relationship with Randall, we always knew Randall was this bad man. Um, So your heart goes out for her and her child. But at the same time, it wasn't we were like, you know, we had moments With Randall, at best, he would have eventually turned into a PK if he didn't stick his dick into everything and have a drug issue and loved pickleball. But other than that, we kind of were like, okay, well, that's how you roll. That's fine. Good for you. But Lala is, you know, she, like she says, she's a gangster. She could be housewives material because she plays a game. And I just send it to Daryl. This poor Daryl, man! What a lawyer's name, Daryl. Send it to Daryl, and in true La La fashion, by the end of the day, she had "Send It to Daryl" official merchandise for sale. So, if you want the official La La kit, send it to Daryl. Go to La La Kent on her Instagram. Um, I will say the ferocity and the um, <laughs> the the insanely quick maneuvers of the Bravo fandom. I have seen so much Send It to Daryl products already. I've seen so many Team Ariana products. It's great and all that stuff. I um, I hope you'll consider donating some of that money to the sandwich shop or whatever. Um, but it is funny, you know. Um, and, and by the way, if I'm going to buy anything, I'm going to buy merchandise um, made by Ariana Maddox at this moment. Um, so hopefully she will be coming out with some soon. In fact, maybe tomorrow. I think that would be interesting if she did. I hope so. It's National Woman's Day, and I think that would be a great thing. So maybe pay attention tomorrow. Hopefully. Sorry, sorry. May, pay attention tomorrow. I think hopefully we'll see something like that. Um, so that was Lala. And Lala was talking about, this is how the day started. So she was talking about getting emailed from a lawyer, from Raquel, saying, you know, there, there was something happening. And this is what uh, the TMZ article said. Um, Vanderpump Rules Raquel Levis' intimate FaceTime sesh with Tom, she says, was recorded without permission. Um, so, Levis's lawyers fired off a letter Monday to several Vanderpump Rules cast members and friends, warning that the recording was done illegally without Raquel's knowledge or consent. Her attorney cited a revenge porn law in California Penal Code outlawing non-consensual pornography, making it a crime to invade someone's privacy and disseminate such material. What's more, the letter warns any distribution of the recording, whether posted on social media or forwarded to another person, would be a violation. The letter doesn't specifically accuse Tom of legally recording the conversation, but sources who have seen the video tell us... It it's only the two of them on the call. The lawyers order anyone in possession of the recording to promptly delete it from their phones, the cloud, or any other manner or method in which the recording may exist. Yeah, Raquel, this ain't your Kim K superstar. You know what I'm saying? The letter ends with stern words of caution. This matter should be taken very seriously. Um, and that was Lala responding to that. So yeah, I, I do have it on good authority. Th- this definitely happened. Um, and I want to also make clear that I have it on decent authority. Um that there was no threat to release this, um, unless Tom Sandoval was wanting to release it. Um, that, that at this point, there are no other possessions of this material to even release. So it, uh, it does seem like part of a PR strategy of some sort to actually go on the, uh, get on the, the, uh, offensive and go, Hey, this is, you know, but from my understanding, and just, th- but this is why I want people to sometimes think about it. Everything that you know about Ariana Maddox so far, even just from the show, even if you don't know her in real life, would you think she's somebody that would ever um, get behind revenge porn? Just think about every topic that's ever been up on Vanderpump Rules and how she is cited on it. Also, I do want to point that Tom Sandoval is the one that recorded this FaceTime session. Illegally. Allegedly. So, um, this is wild. And this is when Lala gets really upset. It's like, you're going to, no, no, no. They're, like, listen, my lawyers are for my fight with Randall. <laughs> my lawyers are for my fight with no chin. Are you kidding me? I gotta now like use my lawyer money for you. Are you kidding? Like that's Lala's worst nightmare. I would imagine. Um, so that was like a great start today. Lala immediately came out. She deleted that, uh, soon after, but then of course we all had picked it up already. So everything is co We've got it. It's, it lives with us now in infamy for the rest of our days. Uh, but I thought, I said, you know, send it to Daryl is the new money by Monday. I mean, that is the new, I'm sorry, fofty. Like, it's just, I mean, the girl speaks in t-shirts, the girl, great. One of the best givers of talking heads that I've ever seen out there. She knows what she's doing um, I just think that's wild. So, okay, that happens. Then TMC was busy following these people around. Hopefully, Tom, uh, these are photos taken by Backrid, And remember, Backrid is one of the photo agencies that the Kardashians hire, not hire, but say, hey, we're going to be here. Uh, so they tip them off to get clean shots. So I'm guessing... Um, you know, maybe Tom Sandoval is get, getting cut in on this. That's just somebody that follows pop culture. What I would think immediately when I see the word backrid on the bottom right of a photo. It says Vanderpump Rules star Tom Sandoval has a lot on his plate while deep in a cheating scandal with his co-star Raquel Levis. And it appears he's taking it all out with a shrink. Tom was spotted heading into a building in L.A. Tuesday, one that Holmes to one that that's home to many therapy and psychotherapy offices. God, please like tell somebody to like sizzle this guy's nuts off. Are you kidding me? Like, let's, let's neuter this guy. A source with direct knowledge tells us he was at a therapist for about two hours. Although this isn't a new thing. He was in therapy long before this scandal. Oh man, therapist of the year. I think I've got a nomination. This is amazing. Um, so listen, I hope that Tom did not make any money off of these photos. Uh, and I do hope he is in therapy. That's how I I, I talked about in the show yesterday, man. I, I said, Schwartz always saying that Schwartz and Sandy's like, this is my therapy, man. Being here, doing this. And I just, I'm quick to point out, what also is therapy is therapy. That's also a good, you could do the bar and the therapy at the same time. Like literally the day holds so many hours and you could put a couple of hours into both. Okay, so that all happens. And... Um, let's see. Cause there it's, it, it's, it's too much to keep, keep up. You guys, my head is literally spinning and I've, I've, sorry, I keep, ah, sorry, you guys. I know I, uh, I've been around in the, the Jen Shaw initial with the, 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 the sprinter van being pulled over and Jen like on the run. Uh, I've been around for those days. I've been around for the Erica, you know, uh, Tom and Erica stuff. I mean, like, I've been in some like intense Bravo wars, and this is to me one of the most intense times in Bravo history. And we're only six days in. Ooh, ooh, ooh! I wanted to read you this. Okay, I talked about this on the Patreon, but I, I it it I want to mention it here as well. Um, uh, little shout out to Bronwyn Wyndham Burke. Oh, good, she deleted it. Oh my God, thank God, you righteous, righteous person. Um just so self-righteous. Okay, good. She deleted it. Let me let me see if I took a screenshot. Okay, here it is. Bronwyn posted this morning, "If y'all could put the same amount of energy into human rights issues as you do the VPR drama, that could change the world." dot 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 thanks peace sign. And then she wrote, "Just saying. Just saying. Listen, Bronwyn, I'm very happy that you've gotten married." to uh, your girlfriend. And, you know, it seems like you've had, you know, three uh, long-term girlfriend relationships in a row in the last year and a half. You've been going through so much change, but literally this ain't your bag. Like, and I don't want to get personal. um, You know, it's just weird because you watch these people. I always say you got to pay attention to them after they get um, not ask back to their shows and see what that does to a person and, you know, the thirst level. And Bronwyn always kind of read extremely thirsty to begin with. She was one of those people, I felt like, you know, running a campaign more than being a housewife because she was always trying to go out there and meet new housewives and like, hey, you know, like I remember Heather Gay being on my show and said one of the first people to reach out was Bronwyn and was like, hey, let me come out and hang out with you. And I know she did it with Leah McSweeney and a bunch of other people. And, You know, now she's trying to rebrand as some sort of influencer. And I do agree with Bronwyn on a lot of human rights issues and things like that. And I appreciate her work at that. But I also think people can walk and chew gum at the same time. I think there's a lot of room for both. And I think the world is so tough these days. And hopefully that's why she did delete that post. um, Is that um, let people have their shit. Let people do what they want to do. Let people like what they want to like, you know. It just shows how deeply we do love this show and these characters. And that's initially why you actually wanted to be on that network to begin with, I would assume, because of the passionate fan base. And it didn't go your way necessarily, but you still got to have that experience. But, you know, we didn't feel this way when you uh, broke up with your dude and uh, uh, or when you, you know, you didn't get asked back to the show. I mean, we didn't have this kind of fervor, um, but we have it for this we really we really are passionate about this and that's okay people are allowed to have these things that we love um i'm not personally into sports but every year i have to watch people freak out at the super bowl and i don't even mean the rihanna parts the sports parts and i'm okay with it it's okay whatever brings a smile to your face whatever gets you intensely involved in something and also i sometimes would much rather this than being knee deep in a murder trial You know, I, I even like, I'll get sucked into that stuff, man. By the way, I was watching this three part discovery plus series, Jared from Subway about Jared Fogle. Oh my God, you guys, it is so damn intense. Oh, it's on discovery. Plus if you're looking to have your stomach turned and not buy a subway sandwich, it's, it's, oh man, discovery plus Jared from Subway. If, if you're of that ilk, um, if that's your bag, go watch that. It is very disturbing. But you know what I'm saying? Like, that. my whole point is, I do a whole show about this every day. This is something I'm very passionate about. And it's something that I don't think we should ever be ashamed about. Yeah, it gets silly. Yeah, it gets, in, you know, yeah. You're like, oh, I do have people that, like, you know, know me, but don't, they're, no, don't know any of this. And they'll be like, are you okay? No, man, I'm not okay. Tom cheated on Ariana. I'm not okay. But it's okay to like things. And I think it's one of the weakest, easiest posts or snapbacks of like, why do you even do this? Why are you paying attention to what's going on in the world, dude? Yeah, we can do all of that. Just because I don't talk about the crisis uh, with Ukraine and Russia, just because I, I mean, doesn't mean I don't read about it, doesn't mean I don't pay attention, doesn't mean I don't donate money, doesn't mean, you know what I'm saying? And I imagine that's the same for all of you guys. Okay. So I wanted to bring that up as well, because that was something that I saw right off the bat this morning that I was like... Also, I put that Craig Conover would be a great lawyer uh, for Lala rather than Daryl. (laughs) Don't get run over, call Conover. That's right. Um, So then we also got word, and this is when... I was just like, man, there are some of these that I just hope are not true. But like I said yesterday, I'm hearing that he just doesn't seem to get it. And he thinks that he is doing the right thing. But you can't be thinking you're doing the right thing when you got caught. That's not doing the right thing. That's you got caught. Um, So I'm uh, hearing that him and Raquel filmed two scenes so far and uh, that they kissed in one of those scenes. And, you know, I read you that apology earlier from Mr. Sandoval. And uh, if you do really care about Ariana, um, and I'm really hoping this story is particularly not true. If you do care about Ariana and for this being so public and, and, you know, just all of the shame that goes along with this for her um, in so many ways and always standing up for you, I would say don't ever kiss Raquel on camera or let a long period of time pass before you do. Because remember, not only are we just catching up to this, she is catching up to this. And that whole friend group is catching up to this. Um, So that really turned my stomach because this ain't Romeo and Juliet. And if it is to you guys, keep it to you guys. It's not going to help any of your careers. And if you're really at that moment of like, I don't care, our careers be damned then your careers potentially will... I mean, it's probably already taken a deep hit. But like, cool, you found love. Um, You know, th- this is the way? I don't know. That's the part I keep saying out loud. And I know you're like, oh my God, you keep saying that. But I keep saying it and hoping that I'm going to understand uh, it in some way. Okay. And then moving on, uh, once I got off that, that uh, pa- Patreon... I got a push alert from TMZ. Vanderpump Rules, Raquel Levis seeks court protection from Sheena. And uh, let's get into this a little bit. I was sent by a couple of different sources. The case information, we've got case number 23VER-000354. Uh, Levis, Rachel, Rachel Levis that's the name, that's her name, versus Sheena Shea. And Sheena, I think if you listened to the podcast last week, she did say she still has Shea. This is going to be in the Van Nuys Courthouse Division. Uh, the case type is Civil Harassment Prevention, General Jurisdiction. Uh, it was filed today, and the the hearing will be on March 29th at 8.30 a.m. Oh, my God, that is so early, you guys, 8.30 a.m. I will be at the court to get all... Uh, all of the details we'll be going live with, uh, so bad it's good action news, uh, to bring you the latest. Um, so, and there's a lot of gray area in this or a lot of people because, uh, my sources say, you know, it's a TRO, um, it's a temporary restraining order. And what my sources have said, and a lot of people are trying to push back on this is that yes, the, the, the hearing is not, it's going to hearing take place. But what happens uh, from multiple different sources now that work in law in Los Angeles, and people want to fight about this which there's no fight. man, I hope I hope that I'm wrong. I hope all of these sources that have given me this are wrong. But, um, I do want to say, in California, the temporary restraining order is almost always granted until the hearing. And then the judge will be able to rule on that and decide to extend it or not. In this case, I am, uh, I'm hearing and I'm guessing that it will not be extended. Also, what I'm hearing from my sources is that Sheena did not hit Raquel. What I'm hearing is that Sheena shoved Raquel. Shoved Raquel. Like kind of on a lane with Jerry Seinfeld. And, you know, she'd be like, get out! And shoved. Uh, but no hit. No fist on face. Nothing like that, um, but but a shove. Um, so uh my thought initially, or and a couple of other people in the comment section of that uh, Instagram post said uh, listen, I think she's doing this so she doesn't have to go to the reunion because Andy said yesterday that the reunion films in two weeks. And this is March tw- what did I say, March 29th, March twenty, so it's past the time of the reunion. And that way, Raquel doesn't have to show up for the reunion. But I hope that's not the case, and I hope this judge—I hope Bravo or NBC Universal has some pull in the Van Nuys jurisdiction. And uh, listen, I'm sure Sheena can tag out for a second for the Raquel segment, or we can do live via satellite. Even though I really want Raquel in that room, I really want Raquel in that room. Um, so uh, that—I mean—that's another thing that just happened. And then leading into the Tom Sandoval apology. I always wanted to say, as always, be careful about what you read, what you listen to, look into it. All of, There's so many things flying and so much information flying. And you'll find out the real answers in time. And some stuff you might not ever find out. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, we're in day six. Ariana and Tom definitely not going to be together. Um, the Raquel thing. I also hear her. She is now with her parents. I do know. I believe Ariana will be. Uh, they're filming this week, and then I think uh, there's a little. There's going to be a little break, and Ariana's going to be able to go away for a sec. And um, and hopefully, I also am hearing this. I cannot get confirmation on, uh, but I was on Samantha. I, sorry, I was on uh, Bravo Historians podcast samantha bush sorry i just i was like no her real name is bravo historian uh it's called hot off the mess i was on her podcast today we recorded that uh what is today tuesday we recorded it tuesday at uh around 10 a.m my time pacific standard time and we we just were exploding but we also talked about potomac and summer house and good stuff like that but um She, you know, she was telling me that she heard that Tom is not going to be in Winterhouse now, that they're potentially looking for other people. And I think that would be excellent. Wouldn't you love to see if they're going to they're they're adding a couple other below deck people. Why not add Gary, man? Gary loves to like drink and make out and be fun and funny. And I think Gary more than Malia is somebody to introduce new people that don't watch below deck to below deck. You know what I'm saying? Gary from below deck sailing yacht would be an excellent choice. I think Sandra said that in a text thread with me and Meditza today, and I thought that was excellent. I was like, "Hell yeah, let's do that! I want that." Um, also, I was given, um, I was given uh, information saying that they are not going to have to re-edit this season. Uh, that everything is in there and it's going to be oh, like it's just like it, you know, for people that love Vanderpump Rules, it's going to be really. Uh, Good Vanderpump rules. But sometimes, like I say, the Vanderpump be Vanderpumping a little too much this week. Uh, So tonight we will get to see everything at that. Uh, But just like a note is that I don't get Rachel, Raquel, I don't get her strategy. I don't think there is one. It doesn't even seem like she's leading by her heart at this point. And Tom is number one douchebag, regardless of any apology that is given. But I just don't see what Raquel was doing. You know, I keep hearing more and more just about how close Ariana was with Raquel. And that's why this is not just a betrayal from Tom, but a betrayal from Raquel. Like, who taught this person? Like, listen, if you're cheating with somebody, don't be so close to uh, to the other person in the relationship. I truly think she is a lost, lost soul. And I really don't know how you would ever become unlost at this point. It seems like bad decision after bad decision. And it's like, here is your 15 minutes, honey. Here it is. You're you're in it right now. This isn't great. This isn't great. I don't know how you <laughs> like. This is what you wanted. This is what you dreamed. Like, I don't know, man. Um, and like, listen. I mean, who knows if Tom Sandoval's band's going to keep going? Like, she's not going to even be able to go to those concerts, as I know she loves to continue to go to again and again and again and again and again. Okay, you guys, that's, oh, wait, I wanted to do one last thing because it involves Summerhouse and I talked about Summerhouse earlier, but Kyle, in an Instagram story, posted a photo of him and Carl, and he wrote this, and I think this is really interesting and potentially interesting uh, to lead into our guest, he has a picture of him and Carl, he writes, two friends, one pic in front of a hotel lobby floral arrangement, just a long overdue hang sesh. Filming can be a lot, but the actual airing of the footage is what really challenges friendships and relationships. The cast gets to see what they missed while others were filming. Confessionals create an environment where you can speak your mind way more freely than in the moment to someone's face. And then social media platforms allow everyone else to weigh in on what they saw in the condensed edit. So in a weird way, I just wanted you all to know that at Carl Radke and I are watching this season together as friends and learning a lot about ourselves and one another in the process. We'll be good. I love this guy. Also, I got him a laptop so he never forgets it when he's doing blow again. No, he didn't put that last part. Um... I like this. I like this. Um, But it's what we say all the time, right? Like, the show is one thing. But then when it gets to the confessionals, hearing what your friends say about you, and then when it gets to us, I'm sad. Yeah, am I sad that he didn't write podcasts specifically? Of course I am. (laughs) But I, I, I want people to be able to grow. I want people to be friends. I want this. Like, and for me, I'm like, oh, man, that's impossible to come back from. But I like posts like this because in my naivete... Um, I want to believe that it is possible. I don't want Ariana and Tom to be back together, but I want to believe friendships can be mended. I want to believe friendships can be healed. I want to say that we are all at fault. We all sometimes don't have the best intentions, um, but hopefully sometimes we can learn from that and come to a better understanding of us and human nature at large. I know that sounds tacky and, and weird, and you're like, this is just a reality show, but I do think there are general rules about life that we can learn from these shows. Or at least that's what I'm telling my mom and dad why I, you know, spend so much time watching these. So yeah, I want these to be, you know, Kyle makes it tough though. Kyle says a lot of bad shit. Oh, also, I was just thinking about Winterhouse. Um, somebody was saying Austin Kroll might come back in there. And I'm like, oh, damn it, Austin. Don't, just leave it alone, brother. Uh, please, please leave it alone. Um, so I think that's where we're at. I'm sure I've left out tons Of things. Oh, I've been... I'm going to do some posting, a little more posting about some deep diving on Raquel or Rachel um, tomorrow. So look forward to that. Um, I also... uh, I also wrote this and it just keeps making me laugh. I said, the final nail in the coffin will be if we find out Raquel is on Ozempic. Because I just thought that ties it all together. You know, just our fury about Ozempic and stars and all of that stuff. It would just be great. That would just be the chef's kiss. Uh, but uh, well, in this, like, as always, Team Ariana, Team Katie Maloney, Team uh, Sheena not getting sued for something so ridiculous. Also, like, what happened to the days of, like, I deserved that? Yeah, I deserved a good shove. What happened to those days? Like, honestly, what happened to I did bad behavior and I will now suffer the consequences? We don't accept blame or fault anymore at all. And I think at certain point, if Raquel's family really does care for her, and that is really in the eye of the beholder at this point, they would go, girl, <laughs> this ain't how we raised you. Or maybe it was, who knows? I mean, they let her be with DJ James Kennedy. So, um, okay, here it is, 42 minutes in. We got a fabulous interview for you. Uh, this is somebody that I only got to meet uh this, right now, what you're about to hear last week, but I follow her religiously on Twitter, and she's a, an insanely good entertainment journalist uh, for the Daily Beast, and I just, um, I really just, I really like people that I can just reach out to and 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 be able to get to meet and kind of support and and maybe introduce a couple new people to their work. Her name is Kendall Cunningham. Her Twitter is at kyn. D-A-L-L-R-E-N-E. And I'm going to put all that information in the show notes. But this is a conversation. We start off talking a little bit about the Oscars, actually. And then we get into Vanderpump Rules. We get into Summerhouse. We get into the whole Bravo kitten caboodle. But I do want to warn you, this is pre-Sandoval blowing up his life. We talked about this. We talked last Thursday. So I think at a certain point, we also say Tom Sandoval is attractive. So I just want to sh- let you know that everything is... Um, these are teachable moments for me, <laughs> and I'm happy to let you guys listen to my shame and embarrassment. So, without further ado, here she is, uh, Kendall Cunningham. But today, uh, I always say these these are my favorite interviews because I get to uh, I get to reach out to somebody that I admire uh, online that I'm a fan of and say, "Hey, do you want to come on this show? This silly little show I do." And and I usually brace for a no, and then I'm always shocked when it's a yes, but this person said yes, and I'm like, oh no, now I have to talk to this person, I hope I hope it works out, and it, it did, she is here today, she is a, a writer for The Daily Beast, uh, she covers television, movies, music, all of pop culture, and I just think she's super brilliant, she's really funny, and I was going over her Daily Beast articles today, and it was just a cornucopia of things that I love. I mean, listen, you you, you know, she even got to speak to Robert Townsend uh, about Hollywood Shuffle, which is coming to Criterion Collection, which I know is a deep cut for a lot of you guys, but that's the kind of appreciation she has for pop culture. So uh, without further ado, Kendall Cunningham, thank you so much for being here.
1: Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me. That was such a sweet intro. Thank you. Yeah,
0: no, I mean, <laughs> I truly, I geek out about this stuff since I was a little kid and it always fills me with glee when somebody is like you're doing this you're doing this for a living and you're showing people why this stuff is important and and sometimes it's silly but like at the you know you you treat it with a seriousness that I think it deserves to be treated
1: yeah no it's such a privilege to get paid to just fangirl over everything that I love so
0: Isn't it nice to be a, like, I know fan and Stan culture kind of gets made fun of a lot, but I have to say, it's really nice to love things.
1: Exactly. Like I, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Like I write, (laughs) I literally write for um, our like sub site at the Daily Beast, our entertainment sub site is called Obsessed. And I was like, yes, this is what like pop culture is about. I hate, I can't really connect with people who have ambivalent opinions about like movies and like music and stuff. I'm like, I can't live without this stuff.
0: Yeah. Like I I was trying to think, I was like seeing something the other day and somebody was like, oh yeah, I don't really like music. I'm like, how do you not like music? How do you not like some, I don't care what music you like. It could even be pop country, which I hate, but (laughs) at least you like something. At least you like something.
1: Right, right. Yeah. That's, that's strange to me when people don't like movies or sorry, don't like music.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like it truly is the soundtrack of our lives. So does that mean just the noise outside is the soundtrack of your life? Like, that sounds so scary to me. Yeah,
1: I personally can't listen to my own thoughts for that long. That's mainly the thing. I'm like, how do you just like, how are you just like inside your brain for that long?
0: (laughs) If you're, by the way, if you're a fan of pop culture, I feel like that's where it starts. I don't want to be alone with my thoughts. (laughs) And so I'm going to jam as much stuff in here as humanly possible.
1: Yes, like I'm running from something and it happens to be like, I don't know, a Colin Farrell movie (laughs) that I'm running to.
0: So, (laughs) Okay, which, by the way, am I like, I was really scared to see Banshees of Inish Aaron just because I was scared of the title. (laughs)
1: <laughs> like I was like, how do you even say it? How
0: do you, and I get always scared of old timey things. Yeah. Like I want, like I, if genes have been invented, then I'm okay with it. And mm-hmm. I was like, this has no, like no denim in it. This has nothing like, and. So you're not I a period
1: wa- piece person. Oh.
0: Oh, dude, yeah. I've acted like I've seen Downton Abbey. I've acted like I can't, I've seen none of it. It scares me. I don't know what it is, but I immediately there's something in me. It's so immature that I get scared because I'm like, TV hasn't even been invented yet. Why am I right. watching <laughs> this? It's ridiculous.
1: Like, uh-huh. I don't need to see this.
0: Wait, um, did you like Banshee's of In the
1: You know what? I... I think I went in. I'm not a huge Martin McDonough fan. Yeah. So I went in and I especially I like hated uh three billboards outside of Ebby Missouri.
0: Oh my like, god, what a dra- like, what a slow drag of a movie what that a I kept brutal, thinking like a whole
1: unrewarding film. I yeah, don't know. When, I, I was like,
0: when is the out. payoff like <laughs> zero? Like the billboards the are not because are gonna yeah. we're gonna kill
1: another person. I'm like, great. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I went in with low expectations and I was just like happy to see Colin Farrell in something that looks like it might get him an Oscar, uh, which it probably won't. Um, yeah, yeah, by the way,
0: there's a Austin Butler, there's a real big push now for Austin Butler. Yeah, And I thought, and this isn't meant to, but like, if you just follow pop culture, you know, also with, with, uh, uh you know, Miss Presley, Lisa Marie Presley passing Mm -hmm. away, there now is even a bigger honoring of a certain family. And Oscars usually really fall, Oscar voters fall for that kind of stuff in a sense. Right,
1: like let's pay tribute to this person through- Kind of, in a a sense-
0: yeah i Austin's think his the- performance is amazing i don't d- dislike right it. oh i
1: i am an austin butler as elvis defender he can keep the accent as long as he yeah wants. you just did it you did am- an article
0: of him <laughs> on uh what was it hot with uh on
1: hot ones yeah
0: hot ones yeah he did um, not he, the the accents was uh yeah i just think it would be funny if he shows up with the accent in the new dune movie that would be amazing i i think it's stay. i listened to
1: him on um Mark Maron's podcast. And he was just like, I literally just can't stop talking like this. I don't know what you guys want me to do. Uh, he was like, I've trained, I've talked like this for the past three years. I don't, it's not going anywhere. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, what were we talking about? Banshees. Banshees. Uh, yeah. I, was just saying,
0: I just I just, I, I didn't think I, I really did not want to watch that movie. And then I just kept, of was like, I got to watch it, I guess. Cause I want to be a part of some sort of conversation that I've never really had, but I was like, I got to watch this. And I ended up really digging it. And I really dug call it what Colin Farrell did, Brendan Gleeson. And I kind of just thought, went away going like, Colin Farrell is having one of the best years in terms of performances that I've seen an actor have in a very long time. Even if you factor in like the Penguin, I thought he was great as.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I saw, what did I see? I saw After Yang. I saw the Batman. He was in this like Ron Howard movie called 13 Lives. That was yeah, the-, um,
0: the- uh, miners, divers. right? Yeah, yeah.
1: That whole situation, I didn't see that, but I, I don't know. I probably won't go back to that. But um, <laughs> yeah, he's had a really good year. I'm very like happy for him. I felt like the rise coming when he was working with like Yorgos Lanthimos and doing like the Lobster and uh, uh Killing of a Sacred Deer. So I'm just yeah,
0: like, we well, had a really. Well, because he started, and guys, don't worry, we'll get to Vanderpump Rules and all the fun stuff in a second. But I'm just geeking out right now. The Colin Farrell stuff, I think, is fascinating because he started as you know Joel, like a Joel Schumacher, like mm-hmm. discovery in a sense. Because I believe he was in like Tigerland that he put yeah, himself on Tiger video Land. for, and then he did Phone Booth, phone booth which is- Phone Booth don't. It's like a one man piece, really, that was kicking around Hollywood for a long time. Yeah, and then Joel Schumacher kind of did that as well. So. He, you remember like SWAT. There was like a, mm, oh, yes. he was really trying. <laughs> and then you forget, you're like, oh, this dude really can act.
1: Right. And phone booth is like the perfect example. Cause like his co-star is a phone booth and like a voiceover. <laughs> it's like the ultimate, like acting test. Um uh- but yeah, he's. I feel like he's given pretty consistent performances throughout.
0: Oh yeah, career. I, 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 I had written him off too early, so it's really yeah. nice to be like, oh, I'm totally wrong about somebody. Yeah. Which I think goes for reality shows as well is that you have to be uh, pliable in your thoughts. You, you can't like one season I can think one way, the next season I can think another way about a certain character. Are you that way about uh, reality show characters, or are you like, if I love you, I'm going to love you forever, and that's it?
1: Um, I don't think I'm that beholden to anyone. Um, <laughs> you're
0: even not even in I, the, po- you're not in the pocket of big jacks. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God.
1: Um, yeah. Cause even when I disagree with people, I don't know. I do have, sometimes I have like an underlying love for someone no matter like how wrong they are. Like with Giselle on Potomac, I'm like, You can be wrong. I just, I appreciate what you do at the end of the day, even though I don't agree with whatever, you know, plot you're coming up with to take down someone's husband about something. But um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I'm not that faithful to uh, reality stars. I'm fine jumping ship if they piss me off.
0: Yeah. I, 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 I I am fine jumping ship, but there is something that it's, it's, it's hard because you don't want, like, I'm like, Oh Listen, I like Schwartz. I do. I think he's really mm-hmm. charming and really, you know, kind of weirdly funny. But at the same time, I can't go with him on a lot of the Katie nonsense. Like I used to be able to, I, I saw Katie I saw that the relationship didn't work. But this season for me, there's an, I keep calling it like the aw shucks mentality of like, mm-hmm. I didn't know. I, I'm <laughs> just like, I'm somebody that doesn't know how to ever, I don't know. People just come up to me. I want to make I've everyone happy. Had,
1: I've always had his number. I knew the whole like i'm just an innocent little white boy and i i don't know i i've never well there's like
0: yeah you you never what no i was just saying there's like a little bit of a usual suspects kind of like uh kaiser soze kind of thing of kevin spacey at the end of that movie (laughs) where he's like you know and then all of a sudden he keeps starts walking and he's like ha 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 and i feel like schwartz is that way of like this lovable goofball but he's like potentially a, a killer
1: yeah no I don't see a huge difference between him and Jax just like presents himself as like I guess Jax presents himself as not super smart too but I don't know it comes off a little (laughs) cuter with shorts but um yeah I've never I when I went to BravoCon I was surprised at like how many people love him like I went to the when I went to the Vanderpump well I guess not totally surprised but just like Compared to like the reaction to Katie versus the reaction to him, and like especially with like the Raquel stuff that had just came out, like everyone was still just like, Schwartz is our guy. Like we love Schwartz. Um, it's it was, funny yeah. though,
0: like, as it, there is this kind of, and I, I mean, I will specify it being women, like there is a fangirl element yeah. to Schwartz where people are just like, oh my God. Like, I've had girls. DM me of like do you know Schwartz can I sleep with him and I'm like wait this is how powerful this guy is that you're just randomly DMing somebody to see if I could hook you up with Schwartz that's like that's wild to have that kind of power
1: yeah no you would have thought Harry Styles had walked into like Whatever that the Giovanni stage or whatever it was called, um, I was just like, oh, like have some self respect. This man is not. He's, he seems very sweet in like br- in like brief like you know platonic situations, but yeah. like as a partner,
0: no. Oh, could you, ima- could, that's what I'm like. What are you after you guys? You want to live yeah. in that like? you want to live in that stanky new apartment that you right. know, smells. He has $20 bills taped to the refrigerator. Like they're just like, you listen, I get it. I'm, I'm a slob as well, but like, that's like, you're, you're hearkening back to a lot of girls like teenage years when they dated yeah. some skateboarder with a mattress in their, their, their kitchen, you know?
1: Like, do you want to date someone who like flip-flops everywhere like i don't know <laughs> like, okay, yeah having their feet out during any occasion like no
0: he always looks like he has that talent and this is where good looks like i hate this is why i hate dudes that are good looking because it's like uh you know that dude doesn't shower on a regular basis and he still pulls it off he can pull yeah. it off and you know he doesn't shower that's frustrating to me for some reason
1: yeah he probably doesn't No,
0: you know, when's you going to find the time to shower? (laughs) Are you kidding me? And if he does, you know there's no soap involved. Uh,
1: And he's also like, the alcohol issues are very dark. I was remembering one, I can't remember which season this was, but whenever they all went to Vegas, uh, I think they were like checking out stuff. It was like a trip that Lisa Vanderpump set up. And then I remember after they partied all night, the next scene is them, Schwartz waking up in the morning and he reaches over by the nightstand and drinks straight from a bottle of tequila. And I was like, how, what hungover person is capable of drinking tequila as soon as they wake up?
0: Oh, I mean, that's, that is like dark stuff or like, you know, it's like, you see that in reality shows a lot. That's a common characteristic of it usually like warm beer. Like I've seen people grab like a warm bud light. I'm like, that's like just, yeah, just any of them. Like, you know, water exists. Like, I don't like, like, water's not fun, but it exists. Um, Okay, before we dive into this episode a little bit, I wanted to like, so I think you live in Baltimore, but like, how do you- I
1: I moved to Brooklyn, uh, when did I move? In July.
0: Okay. Are you digging it?
1: Yeah, I love it. It's a lot more stimulating than Baltimore
0: (laughs) 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 what made you uh become an entertainment reporter like is this like you're like well I'm a writer it just I, I happened to fall into entertainment reporting or this was always your love this was always your goal to write about this these kind of things um can you take us through that journey a little bit
1: um I mean I've always been interested in pop culture from like a very young age I grew up on Like Access Hollywood, like my parents just like let me watch whatever I wanted during the (laughs) evening. So I was big on like Inside Edition and Entertainment Tonight and all of that Um, and the Oscars um and then remember when the
0: oscars meant something remember yeah. when you were like no but like because honestly i like i used to geek so heavily out about it and you actually had a great article about the oscar in terms of the, the the new security that they're putting in uh to yeah. the like will the will smith, smith uh team. chris rock yeah i mean, be like there's gonna be snipers on the third balcony yeah. you know insane but
1: um yeah, I yeah, I always had an interest in pop culture that like I didn't really think I could like apply to like a job until <laughs> um I guess college cuz I I think senior year of high school I took like AP English and that was when I was like, "Oh, like I think I can actually like write professionally." And then I majored in journalism was you know in journalism school they don't like it's weird they don't teach you to write for like a specific vertical or niche usually outside of like sports it's like journalism and sports journalism so I was sort of just like doing very like generic reporting and then um, I had like messed around on Twitter a little bit and I started following freelancers and I was like oh like this is like a viable career just writing about like I mean, I knew that like movie critics existed and stuff, but I didn't realize it was that accessible to me if I just wanted to like reach out to, I don't know, Glamour, Entertainment Weekly, and you know, pitch a piece. Um,
0: Yeah, so it's hard to imagine yourself in that when you're like, I mean, to me when I was growing up in like Kansas and watching the like Entertainment Tonight access Hollywood, all that stuff, and I just couldn't imagine. That I could ever be part of that conversation, you know, like I couldn't yeah. imagine I that like, you're there
1: like are, there are 12 people in the world who get this job, and it's <laughs> not exactly going to be me, it's, and it's not going to be John
0: me. John Tesh, Mary Hart, yeah. Billy Bush. Like, I mean, there's <laughs> only Bush, like a handful yes. of people that have this talent, right. and then you're like, wait a sec. And that's the coolest part I think about social media and things like mm-hmm. that is that it, if you use it, I mean, that's not using it correctly. Using it correctly is just a spew hate, but <laughs> if you if you use it incorrectly, you could potentially learn something and. You know, get opportunities.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It opened me up to this because I didn't even know like freelancing was a thing because like all my professors are like, yeah, just like go up to like your local radio station and knock on their door. And I'm like, I'm not no going to get a job this <laughs> way. Um, so yeah, Twitter just like really just changed the tra- 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 trajectory of my career. So
0: in terms yeah. of reality television though, What was your appetite for that at a young age? Did you have a lot of people go the real world to Survivor, to Mm -hmm. Housewives route? Did you have a specific route for reality television?
1: I think, so I grew up without cable until... um, So you knew
0: struggle. You knew hard times. Yeah, yeah,
1: (laughs) I was. So my grandpa had cable. So he would like, when he was out for work for a whole day, he would like record (laughs) an entire like eight hours of cable for us. (laughs) So that was really all I had. (laughs) um Um, but yeah i think i guess my first obsession was probably real world and then that lent to like the challenge um i think that was my first obsession um real world san diego the second time was my first
0: one dude I, um, I was rewatching Real World Las Vegas season 12 because mm. it's on Netflix with like Trishel and all of those guys. Yeah, And Netflix only has two seasons on Netflix, 12 and 28. It's so and, weird. Yeah, and I was like, why did you choose these two seasons? And then I think Hulu has a couple of seasons as well. But I, MTV fast, I wish you would do a deep dive on what yeah. the F MTV is sitting on. I feel a gold mine of reality television and they just were air ridiculousness. Suck.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. It's MTV is weird on its own. And then after it was acquired by.
0: Viacom um, or.
1: Yeah. Viacom CBS, which is now paramount. Like they're just like licensing random properties to different places. And like, it's like, can we just have everything in one place. Um, and then they took off they removed the real World homecoming seasons from which i mean which first? was which i thought was so, so beautiful
0: like i was like i mean you're actually having real conversations and to see people decades later right. i thought was so powerful and just because it didn't get as big of ratings as i don't know yellowstone it right. has to go
1: yeah that's not to like probably everything is just getting compared to Yellowstone on Paradise. (laughs) Like if it's not doing as well.
0: (laughs) That's what I was like, just a bunch of wilderness shows with potential right leaning. Like I, uh, but somebody also told me it could be music licensing because there were so Mm. many different music edits in that. And I'm like, not our problem. You should have thought about like, how is that my problem? Tell me (laughs) what I need to pay and let's do this. You know?
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true.
0: Um, so uh, then the Daily Beast, by the way, Daily Beast is kind of a, a legendary uh, whole company in terms of what the output you guys put put out and stuff like that. Is that kind of a, a dream gig for you at this point?
1: Yeah, I mean, now that I'm here, I obviously like it, but truly at that point, because I've been freelancing for three years, I was like, anywhere I could go, I will, <laughs> anywhere that will pay me a salary, <laughs> yeah. I can have health insurance before my dad's expires, it's fine with me. But no, I love it. I feel like it's such a perfect combination of uh, my voice, which is like, I love doing like gossipy, like tabloidy stuff, but also like uh, more serious, like art criticism. And I feel like it blends those two voices very well.
0: Do you just a a pure personal curiosity? Do you pitch story ideas? Like, I mean, like, you know, like yesterday, the idol Rolling Stone article came out in regards to the weekend and Sam Levinson's Mm -hmm. new show that, uh, is like $75 million insane. This art, this article, uh, do you pitch something like, Oh, I'd like to, to focus on a piece on this. Um, or does that get passed down to you and you have to write about that?
1: Um, it's a mix of both. I think that, I don't know with that story. When I, uh, I covered like the weekend's response to that article, which was very silly. Um, Ah. I usually, I don't know if I see things, you know, I'll put it in the Slack and be like, who, like, can I write this, you know, and they'll let me do it. Um, And then usually with like, when it comes to like reviews and like larger pieces, I tend to. um, Yeah. I think those on my own too. Yeah. I think I probably more uh, than people like assigning me things.
0: No, yeah, it's it's uh and by the way the the you guys got to watch the reaction or the uh reaction piece to the Rolling Stone article that the weekend uh put out and I don't think it's very flattering on so many ways because I just my my issue with the weekend uh entirely was that I really love his voice, I love his music. Uh I have never You know, he seems to have a great appreciation for film and Mm. things like that. With the characters, he likes to portray each cycle, album cycle. I've just never thought he's been able to pull off any sort of acting role in that sense. Like it's not, his music is powerful, but sometimes he, to me, is not powerful. So when this clip came out, all I could see was like, this is glaringly bad acting. I couldn't tell anything from it.
1: It was so cringe. I was like, this is not... Yeah, this is just making you look worse. Yeah, I don't think, I guess I haven't seen him act in that much stuff besides Well, you have Uncut
0: Gems, right? And then, Um, but his video, like, I just feel like he does these, like the whole characterization behind what, After Hours and stuff like that was kind of this, you know, beat up uh, Las mm -hmm. Vegas kind of type person, which I was like, wow, he really seems to love a certain aesthetic each album cycle. I just think then when he starts talking, it loses some of the magic for me.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I Uh, think- I don't find him like I, I. I appreciate that he's like a film bro, but I don't really find his visuals and like this era of his career where he's like everything is like huge and we're gonna see like a movie of my tour and like I don't know. It feels like a lot, and <laughs> I'm not receiving a lot. I don't know.
0: No, it's like, I mean like there was like the HBO Max. Yeah, they, they like they're doing a whole like of a stadium show at SoFi, like a whole film and. I like his music, but I'm not going to watch that. I'm like, have fun. I I hope everybody loves it.
1: Yeah, I don't feel like people are asking for that from him. Like, we want that from like Beyonce. I don't know. (laughs)
0: Yes, yeah. But drop the visuals already, Beyonce. By the way, but being the daily base, do you get do you get earlier access to any kind of tickets? Were you able to get Renaissance (laughs) tickets?
1: I didn't even. I knew. I was like, I'm not going to wait around to see if their publicist will get back to me because, like, she probably won't. So I was just like, I'm just going to buy tickets with everyone else. But for smaller things for sure. Like I got I got to go to an Arctic monkeys concert in Brooklyn uh through my press credentials. And I got to see Drake actually. Um Drake oh, right, I mean, at the Apollo.
0: So, oh my God, you, you were when that guy fell from the uh, yeah. balcony. <laughs> yeah,
1: I was like how far away from I was like at the section to the left of him. Um Yeah, and I just like everything just stopped, and Drake just like was frozen on stage. And then he was like, "We gotta go," and (laughs) went backstage. We were like, "What's going on?" And then some woman was like screaming that someone had fell, but it was yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, Drake is such uh, a—I swear to God—we're gonna start reality. But Drake is such a uh, in an interesting phase of his career. I feel because like you know him like betting these insane Michael Jordan type bets. Like he bet on the uh, the Jake Paul fight and lost. He bet on like World Cup. He bet on a Super Bowl. That's all why of he's these putting things. out
1: so many albums.
0: It's it has just to like, be like, <laughs> it's just like, but like you <laughs> know, Drake. Like to me, like Take Care, Drake is like, oh wow, like it still means so much to me when I listen to that album. And it's just weird because the longer you're successful, it always had like the weirder you become, like the mm. the more entrenched in. I don't know if you like know how real people live anymore. So you just start making up these bizarre rules of trying to feel some kind of joy. I, I, that's like (laughs) all I can guess.
1: Yeah. You start, I feel like he's been leaning into his like fuckboy persona, like these last two, like his like misogynist era, I feel like is upon us. Like, I mean, (laughs) I guess he's always been one, but he's always been under the guise of like, I'm just a lovesick, you know, little boy. Yeah. Fuck Megan The Stallion I'm like what's going on
0: Well he's like He's like messing around With like TikTokers And their videos And like going on Like bar stool podcasts And I'm just like yeah. That's really interesting Like you're really You're really now Reaching out towards The TikTok crew Yeah
1: He's really bored That's just it I don't think he I knows mean- I could tell during his I mean I wrote a report Of his show A review of his show And it was really He seemed I mean Well he had like an ankle Injury or something Which he like tweeted about or something. Um, And so that was sort of inhibiting him from like bopping around, but he just seemed like he wasn't excited to be there. And he kept repeating over and over again. Like, I can't believe you guys, you know, still care about me and I can't believe I still have fans. And it's like, yes, you can. Like,
0: yeah, I think think you can believe it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So Vanderpump rules is in its 10th season. um, And, Listen, last season was not great by all, uh, you know, any kind of variable you would judge it as. Have you watched all tens or all the previous nine seasons of Vanderpump Rules?
1: Yes, I am a, a pretty new fan. I started, yeah, I was like very like I don't care what these young people are doing. I'm I just yeah. love the Housewives, um, and then I watched Summer House, and then I watched Vanderpump Rules over the
0: pandemic. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> pan- yeah. pandemic Vanderpump is really yeah. going to be a very interesting late, time late to discover stage. that show. Yeah. Uh, at what season did you fall in love with it or what season did you appreciate it? Was it immediate or were you like, cause I always feel like that show for me was like a slow burn where I hated myself for watching it. Mm-hmm. Like I fought it for a long time, then hated myself for watching it. Then was like, Oh, I wonder what the next episode is going to be like. And then just fully loving it.
1: Um, i felt bad because like everyone is like the first season is like tv gold like you'll never see anything like it but i already heard so much about it and i knew everything that happened with like like going into i guess it's season two when sandoval finds out about uh Kristen and jacks so i knew like everything yeah. with those like first all the scandals within those original se- first seasons um but I really love, I love the Jackson Brittany years. Those are great. I- wow.
0: You're, we found one. We found <laughs> one, everybody. We found, so wait, were you at the Kentucky castle saying this is magical when they did the four week wedding? Like, for that-
1: sales? Yeah. No, I, I would have gone. I would have requested a press pass. Like, can oh I my cover?
0: god. I had a whole bit on Twitter where I was going to uh, go there like a dead concert and hold signs yeah. and like dance outside to try to get in.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. I, yeah. I know people hate, I don't know. I I guess I'm not like super entrenched in the Vanderpump Rules fan base, but I, I do appreciate Brittany for her. uh, I don't want to use the word hysterics, but I guess that's the only word I can think of hysterics, (laughs) her her, uh, lack of self-esteem that unfortunately makes great television. And I just watching their marriage. I watched Jax and Brittany take Kentucky. (laughs) <laughs>
0: which, was horror, which was horrifying. Oh, I watched it, like, it too. It was yeah. yeah. Hey. Jack's guys, Jax, If you you can go back and watch this, I believe on Peacock. But Jack's literally, I think, pays for like in vitro for somebody, and then he's like, yeah, just know I paid for your baby. Just, like he, yeah, like, yeah. because
1: they came to visit them, or her family came to visit them for the wedding, and he was like, yeah, and I, you know, I just I paid for their baby. Like
0: <laughs> he paid for her boobs. He paid for the baby. He's like he loves b words. Yeah. Uh, Jax is like a necessary evil, though, I think in shows like these. And I think we kind of have a more Jax 2.0 in DJ James Kennedy in a certain sense. What do you what is your take on DJ James Kennedy?
1: Um, I feel I'm able to feel empathy, James, which makes him different um from Jax to me. But um he's why, not, why do like, you feel
0: why do you feel empathy? Do you feel that the sobriety journey is what does it?
1: Not even that. I think it's more just like. Like the stuff with his like parents was very sad to me. Um, I guess the sobriety too, um, his drinking issues. But I don't know. I I specifically remember like the season where his parents were going through a divorce, and like his mom was like he was giving his mom like three hundred dollars a day. I was like, I this is rough to watch. And she make and she comes back on the next episode apparently. Um, and anyway,
0: it is interesting though because we saw his father who's a London gangster. Yeah. And you see how. You see how James is the way he is, but I don't think there's like, we see it. So I think you're like, you're like, we can empathize, but I don't think DJ James Kennedy has put those pieces together in a way Mm. that it can help him in any sense yet. Like, you know, like, like how we see it. And like you said, you have empathy because of this. And like, he really does take care of his entire family from my understanding. And I don't think he's aware of why he is the way he is.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I don't think we've ever had, like, maybe we have, like, James therapy scenes. I remember when him and Kristen went to therapy, which was hilarious, but. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. We're like, and he's like, oh, bang on the BMW. Yes. Yeah, like he is. So, he, the way he speaks is insane, but it's like necessary on this show to have yeah. a dash of that. I mean I guess and he's funny like he's genuinely funny and it
1: doesn't oh. feel like like it feels like a character but
0: it's not calling sheena pumpkin pie with with yes. top. like it's like that's like what brain thinks that that's yeah. so interesting that you put that together it's funny
1: I love when um I can't remember the hostess who claimed that like she slept with him or something. And when she slept with him. him. yeah. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I, I yeah. I don't think it's you know a false yes. allegation. <laughs> yeah. You're a very rude little girl. Very <laughs> rude.
0: <laughs> I, I had somebody on the show uh this morning that I'm releasing next week that uh is like best friends with Allie and he does like a bunch of entertainment stuff dj james kennedy's new girlfriend mm-hmm. and he says you know he was there at the first time in the canyon club where they met the magical night that you know he was there the first night they met and he was there on this last one and he was telling me about dj like you know sweetest guy in the world he, ta- he takes care of all of us which i was like oh wow he even takes care of Ally's friends when they go out and stuff but he said i have seen dj james kennedy's you know the beast come out yeah. and you know he said he's he's gotten so much better in the course since he's known them but i was like that's really fascinating for somebody to kind of confirm these things of somebody that does have a potential switch that there's an anger issue at times
1: yeah that's the thing i don't like i do think he's like genuinely like verbally abusive to the women he dates and i don't support that but um i don't know i guess because like we're at least able to see another side of him where where with Jax, it's like, he's a narcissist 100% of the time. And like, you know, like even when, you know, not to, I guess I don't want to touch this too much, but like, even when his like dad died, he was still going about it in like an asshole You're, way. And, like, oh, in a very perform, it. a
0: very performative way as well. Yeah. Of like, this one's for you. This is my, yeah. you know, compl- this is my Jaeger bottle that I'll take a sip out of Ever. This is my, there was a performative aspect to that. Right. And I don't know if he, you know, I don't know how much these people really realize or think they're playing games, who knows. But to me, that was always kind of like, there's an acting element to it. Mm-hmm. Um. But DJ James Kennedy, too, with the being verbally abusive to women in his life, it's not like that these women are like, oh, but he was really funny when he was yelling at me. That was kind of yeah. funny. Like, we think it's kind of funny sometimes, but I'm sure they don't.
1: They're like, um, no, like he actually made my life a living hell.
0: But <laughs> it seems like, uh, you know, there's a huge food feud right now. Between Selena, Haley, and Kylie, we'll be back to that in just one second. But I wanted to talk about our sponsor this week. This week, So Bad Is Good is sponsored by our friends over at BetterHelp. Um, let's see. They, they want you to talk about a time that I learned something new about myself and what that experience was for me and how that changed my life. And, uh, in regards to therapy, it is interesting. It's been, uh, my experiences with therapy is learning that I can have confidence in myself. If you listen to this podcast, you know, I struggle with that. And it's one of those things that it was so ingrained into me at a young age. Um, I don't necessarily know why, but it's that thing of, of spending the last, uh, decade trying to, uh, trying to erase all of those feelings or understand them and 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 in therapy it was really interesting to learn that you know These little things that you can do that kind of start chipping away at the lies that you potentially tell yourself when you're younger. And through that process, you can slowly build confidence. Uh, But the frustrating part that is it it takes a long time. It feels like a glacial pace, but it's one one of those things that I constantly have to work on. And I learned that in therapy. Uh, Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing, right? Um, The last four years for all of us have been such a a growth experience because we were at a standstill for a couple years. And it was a real time where, you know, we should have been taking a hard, long look at ourselves, but everything was so wild in the world that maybe we didn't, you know? And it was like this weird stunting of our growths in some ways. So now coming out or trying to come out on the other side of this, you know, we continue the journey and trying to figure out who we are as people. Now, therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and your understanding of yourself because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things. So BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Um, This is something that has benefited me multiple occasions in my life. Um, After I was separated, after I got divorced, um, it has helped me at different times in my life where I needed something like you know how many th- I, I've got comp- I've got self confidence workbooks that I've been recommended from therapists where I actually had to do homework about building self confidence. I know that might sound funny to some of you guys, but it actually really did help. Um, it really helped go this is a problem I'm working on. What are the steps to actually try to work on this problem? And are we seeing any improvement? And you can only notice that after a longer period of time. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just gotta fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash SoBad today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash SoBad. I'm going to put all of this information in the show notes as well. And listen, Tom and Tom, the Toms, Tom, Tom, if you're listening to this, I... Uh, I please use my, my product code, please just go see somebody. It'll be on me, but I think now is the time to journey into self-discovery about why you guys act the way you do. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet you guys know i've got a blue linen blazer now i have a black leather jacket and i have my eye on this italian suede trucker jacket i think that's going to be my next purchase so quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style you're going to have them in your closet forever quince has all the must-haves like mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from 50 dollars, iconic 100 leather jackets and versatile flow knit activewear With all Quince items, everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers... Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash sogood to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash sogood. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow the big flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad free by joining Wondery Plus. Tomorrow, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Air. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. We do, we do,
1: we do, Does anyone here know the lyrics? Do, Ruben. Baby, look, look,
0: it, look, it. Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version. So with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tomorrow, only on Disney+. And there's a huge feud on Vanderpump Rules right now that you gotta take a, a side on, really, is that uh, are you on the Sheena Raquel side or are you on the Katie side?
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm conflicted. Cause like I get Raquel, like Raquel to me does not owe Katie anything. Cause Katie, when Raquel came on the scene, like Katie and Stassi and Kristen and whoever were not nice to her. And like, I get that it's norm, Like this guy, you know, when James was being an asshole to Katie and you have his girlfriend, he's, like, sticking out for him. But it's, like, she's also being, like, manipulated by him, too. So, like, you should maybe just, like, have some empathy for her. Um And, yeah, I don't know. I, I like that Raquel's, like, I'm not going to pre- pretend that I'm friends with Katie now just because the cast is smaller. Like, I'm not. <laughs> but I also, <laughs> but I, also per- I personally would not, if I was Raquel, I personally would not hook up with a castmate's uh, recently divorced Husband,
0: I think that would be a no brainer. And last night's episode, Raquel now has done two episodes in a row where I'm like, just lie to her for the love of God, lie to <laughs> Katie to her I face. I actually like-
1: to Katie twice, like, I'm thinking of sleeping with Swartz or making out with him, and then I asked him. And I was yeah. and like, we Ra- Ra- are for Ra- something else. Ra- Ra-
0: Raquel's-, Ra- Raquel's talking head excuse was, Well, I know she's gonna find out about it later. I'm like, <laughs> wow, like you're the first person in reality show history that's like, I'd rather tell you to your face now. And like, I'd love to say it's bravery, but I don't really think that like, I think there's like some kind of weird synapse not firing where it's like because even Ariana was like, holy shit. Like, I felt bad for Ariana the most in that scene because like, she was, I was like, like,
1: I, I wasn't going to say anything, but <laughs> she's like, I,
0: I didn't know you had it in you. <laughs> yeah. And Katie sits there. She goes, it's just too much. It's just too much. Oh, I felt so oh, <sighs> <a> I... Horrible. <sighs>
1: Yeah, that broke
0: my heart. Well, like two things can be true at the same time. We've disliked Katie in the past and we've Mm -hmm. seen certain behaviors out of here, but we can also completely empathize and sympathize with the situation she's being put through because she knows Vanderpump rules better than most of these people. And that's what she didn't want. She didn't want some cast member coming in that's on the show, hooking up with her ex in the first year of their divorce. Literally the first year.
1: And that's the thing I think, because like- Schwartz has has obviously and she's like said this in this season that like he's never had her back and he's like that priority and I think she was expecting like okay this is going to be the moment where like he shows that he cares about me and like we're handling this like adults and stuff and now that's been completely ruined and she's like oh this guy like even though he's like sobbing and crying and saying how heartbroken he is he's like oh yes he still doesn't care about me. So I don't oh, know dude, he, he can cry at one. a drop
0: of a hat. This guy can cry. This guy can cry like in a talking, Hey, you he cried about the notebook a couple weeks ago. He, this guy loves a crying moment.
1: Yeah. I, I don't fall for it. I just, yeah, I felt really bad for Katie. I felt like, I don't know. I thought it was like, I think Raquel just should have told her like over the phone or something. It was just awkward, like sitting directly across from her at dinner. I was like, I like that you're being upfront, but this is just like, it's been two scenes in a row where you're just like,
0: I want to fuck your husband, your ex husband. Like. And the funny thing is, she does it in this such a nice. It's not like a la la way. She does it in this weirdly nice, like innocent, yeah. Bambi eyed way of like, <laughs> oh, I should tell you now. I did, um, I did. I I asked him if he if we could make out. And Katie's like, why did you do that? That's so <laughs> weird. And she we and we did get to see at the Canyon Club when she like literally sits down out of nowhere and goes, "Do you want to make out?" Like it's it's that easy for Schwartz. It's that easy. He just had people say that. Like,
1: when he was like, no, no, Katie will hate me, then he's like, wait, is there a camera on us? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Real quick, under the table. Like, because yeah. that's the thought process. I'll say Katie first. If you ask me a second time, I'll do it. It's like right. when she asked twice, I can't be a mean guy to her. I got to make out with her. I have to. Oh my God. Kate- yeah.
1: Ra- Raquel is in for a wild season. I don't know. I'm very, I've always been very defensive of Raquel just because, like, I just find her so adorable.
0: And I, really I do don't too, think- but what a weird choice. Like she was on Watch What Happens Live last night, you guys. And she was talking about like, she was like, when I watched this, I really was like kind of searching for something. I was all over the place. And I do understand an evolution of a person, but, and I'm I'm really thankful that she's putting this on TV, but part mm-hmm. of me is scared that every episode, there's going to be a drunk moment where Raquel pops out and goes, will you make out with me? Yeah, And then finally at Sheena's wedding, he finally does it, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's literally what we're in for based on the trailer um yeah i and she seems like i guess like now because like her and katie have had like other arguments like that whole like tom tom sweatshirt thing or whatever that was about like when she was wearing a hoodie so now she's yeah. like she seems like she did feel bad about like you know when they asked her about certain scenes she was like yeah i did feel bad i shouldn't have like said that to katie but then she's like no i i still hate
0: katie because she's a bitch to me <laughs> well so it's <laughs> well she said she was like you know what like i I'm I'm i more want to make out with Schwartz than I do want to be friends with Katie and I'm like oh yes Jesus. and I'm kind of like I feel like that's the next thing she's going to tell to Katie's face innocently of like yes. oh well, see what I did was I in my mind I added up how much I wanted to make up with Schwartz without and I wanted to make out with him more than you like I just feel like that is the kind of weird honesty that she's giving us that it's and you know the fandom is gonna rail wildly against that in a lot of ways.
1: Oh, yeah. She was already getting booze at the BravoCon panel. Like the audience was not having it with her. But um, yeah, I don't know. We're gonna have to buckle up.
0: Uh what is your opinion of Lala? Should she be able to? This is my problem with Summer House too, is that this past week's summer or this actually upcoming week Summer House, Paige isn't there and Andrea comes back. And uh I feel like you can't you shouldn't be able to call off summer house like you know there, there should be some kind of schedule where it's like guys you know each weekend we film don't plan things while we yeah. film on the weekends but lala is kind of like the last couple of episodes like oh i don't feel good i'm not gonna go and she probably just doesn't want to go
1: yeah. but we get
0: a quick scene of her watching real housewives of beverly hills you know eating her ice cream or whatever it was i mean i think there should be a rule that everybody's got to show up
1: with Lala, I think I'm, I don't know. This season, if we're just going to cry about Randall and act like you didn't know anything, I don't know. I
0: <laughs> No, it's, I mean, the Randall I, stuff is fascinating of, I mean, I'm curious though how much she did know and how much of it is you got busted and now, like now I'm livid for all of this com- stuff coming out and embarrassing me because I look like an idiot as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm of two minds. I like. I think she did know, and I do find it. I don't know. It, feel, it just feels a little performative to me. And but at the same time, she was also young when she met him, so she's. I guess she's like technically a victim of his. I don't know. Just because, just because she didn't present herself that way, and she told you know the whole cast that like this is my man for real, and like we have a child together. I don't know. I just I find her so exhausting. Like post Randall LaLa, I just can't root for her
0: in any every way. time i root for lala she then says something kind of like wild like she was out with uh last episode before this was with katie and raquel and she's like uh raquel you cannot go uh, raquel you cannot go for schwartz that is wild now <laughs> i did hook up with dj james kennedy while i was with randall and one, yeah, but that's a I'm different like, thing so- entirely and that's what that's what i'm like this logic this pretzel logic has no bearing in any sort of reality if you're going to go against people yeah,
1: she just has no self awareness. I feel like she did at one point, and now it's just like, I don't know. I think she thinks she's smarter than everyone, and she has all these quips, and it's like, it's just exhausting. I don't know. I'm I'm over it.
0: <laughs> well, I I do find it interesting because it's like you, you try to like Sheena. I feel is working overtime, whether that's on purpose or not. But like Sheena, getting, I'm like, oh, like two wow. scenes. Yeah. Like she's really getting in there and doing it in an effective way. Even when I don't think even the show wanted her really on it, the show didn't want Brock, the show didn't like, and I find it interesting, but with Lala is a little bit harder because I don't want to watch dating scenes with you. of some guy humping uh, like a weight, a dumbbell like that to me was like, Oh, this is idiotic. Uh, I don't want to see Lala's dating journey.
1: Yeah. The date scene was really
0: awkward and boring.
1: Yeah, I don't think... I think she was hoping she could come in this season. I feel like the scene with Lisa, where she went to Lisa's house, I think she was probably (laughs) expecting, like, I can just, like, vent to her and cry to her. And Lisa was like you're smarter than this i think you knew what was going on <laughs> lala that, like, you don't understand
0: there. lala
1: think back lala think think.
0: Back. consult your diaries girl yeah. please yeah
1: <laughs> yeah i love someone else was i think the watch what crappens guys were talking about how like sorry to bring up another podcast on the pod no i love it i talking. was just on their show i no, oh, yeah, those you guys are on that yeah you are on the, yeah, yeah, the podcast um, they were talking about how, like, she never, anytime anything, like, dramatic happens in her life, she can never have, like, that season to herself. Like, when she got engaged, like, everyone else was getting engaged or married, and when she got pregnant, Sheena was pregnant, and when, like, even when, like, her dad died, like, Jack's dad died, like, it was just, like, she can never have, like, a big moment to herself. And then this season, like, every single person is going through, like, a divorce of some kind. So...
0: Yeah, it's kind of the uh, the Kindle Jenner of the uh, Vanderpump cast <laughs> yes. in a sense. Um, so if you I mean, I think Well, we, actually you had a great tweet, uh, I think, yesterday saying Harry Styles is uh, what Tom Sandoval is. What Harry Styles thinks he comes <laughs> or thinks he dresses like it was something like that. Explain that okay. thought.
1: OK, I just think, OK, I, I it's weird to me that Tom Sandoval is not like a fan favorite like everyone I've talked to I don't know maybe I'm not talking to the right people but everyone's like oh Tom he's fine like he's not I feel like people feel that way with Tom and Ariana like they're they're cool but they're not like why we watch the show I don't know I just think he's so like charismatic on stage and I was watching his like Bravo Con concert when he like performed at the after show and oh like, I was
0: there yeah I loved it yeah I, I like, <laughs> I, I've been to multiple Tom Sandoval on the most yeah. actress shows I love I think he's so charismatic
1: Yeah, I think he's refined his like, I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it besides the like Harry Styles queer baiting fashion. Like Harry still hasn't worked it out, but I think that Tom has worked it out. He looks
0: good. I I made this point of like, I think people are turning a quarter on Tom Cause this season just by judging like the discourse of more women seem to want to bang him like this season. Yeah. All of a sudden they're like, <laughs> yeah. it's all working. It's, and they're like checking in with each other. Like, am I crazy or is this totally working? And I yeah. love to see that for him because he's had a lot of fashion risks and I feel like it's all come together this season.
1: Yeah. We're not used to him looking good. Cause like, yeah. Cause when he first started <laughs> dressing, <laughs> I mean, he's always had, he, he, you know, he's a model. He's always looked handsome, but um, yeah. Yeah dressing clothing wise it's been rough but yeah i feel like last season he came out of nowhere with like the painted nails and like the glittery vest or whatever like the low-cut shirts and stuff and now i'm like used to it and i'm like okay i i, I would I,
0: die I, if harry styles watches vanderpump for fashion <laughs> tips he's like what is this guy doing it's amazing you know
1: i mean he watches uh, beverly hills so maybe. no
0: but you know what the Lisa Rinna, like I, I cannot accept that Harry Styles likes Lisa Rinna in any sort of imagination I at that all.
1: Florence Pugh likes Lisa Rinna. That was devastating. Oh my god! Just, that day,
0: I was like, guess I'll never watch Midsummer again. Yeah. I will not. Like we're done. Like I really was like, guess I'm well, not she's watching. She's off the a list. <laughs> yes, I was like, she's <laughs> off the list. And then, but, but you know what I think about when I think about those things of like celebrities see like somebody that they recognize, and they're like, oh, that's the lady from this. Mm. I. I find it hard to believe that Florence Pugh watched last season and goes, I love this lady. I don't believe that. I believe she just knows she's somebody from a housewife show and I'll be nice because we're both celebrities.
1: Or I think she maybe started watching it late. Like maybe she's on like season six or whatever. Yeah.
0: Like Like, at the beginning, Lisa did not grate on my spirit as much as she did the last two seasons. and. Also, did Lisa Rinna get hired by runways in general? Because that's all she does now. Does she like, did she just sign up? Like she must've signed up with a PR team of some sort that gave a group discount for Harry and one of the the daughters, Amelia Bedelia. Uh Because I see them at every opening now of every runway. And I feel like Lisa's like doing this as much as possible so she can try to get another job quickly.
1: Yeah, no, this is like the new strategy. They're like- I don't know. You were like very hot in the nineties and we're just going to like throw you out on a runway now. Um, or just like, I don't know. She's probably just like a million plus one to things.
0: <laughs> I, I it just, but she, I see her more now than I did on Beverly Hills. And I was just like, man, oh, yeah, if, I, if I knew, if I knew it was going to be this, I would have just said, let's put her on as a friend of uh, just so we yeah, can stop this please. from <laughs> happening. Like, I just don't need to see another runway. Um, I'm joking. I'm happy she's off. Um, <laughs> summer house though, what do you think about this season? You've watched all of Summer House. And I feel like uh, what I've been telling the audience is, you know, summer should be fun. But this summer seems to be sad. Summer should be sad. Where are you at with Summer House this season?
1: I think I've accepted that Summer House is never going to be like season one and two
0: <laughs> hey.
1: ever again. So well, I you know, I to- love
0: that you loved it from the beginning. Like you loved yeah. it from season one with, okay, wow, that's awesome. Yeah,
1: I. I don't know. There was something about the fact that like, Nothing was going on I don't know It felt very like real world Where I was just like Noticing people's like Eating habits And I was like Why does this person Sleep like this I don't know I was just like Psychoanalyzing Just like The most boring behavior And it was like No
0: the minutia In Summer on. House Is like I love the night vision Camera of the beds yeah. I love the four boxes I love that they put 9.13pm Like such a specific time That you right. know Is not 9.13pm Like You're like What if Like does somebody Clock it of like Okay what time is it We're going to put this In the left hand corner i love They're that you just
1: making up you no know, i love when it cuts to like when everyone's like going to bed and like someone in their room like burping and then someone in their room like tripping over something and then just like it's it's so beautiful but um yeah this season i'm fascinated by the drama more than the drama of like the last two seasons involving like because like i feel like the last two seasons plus winter house was just like the younger girls versus Lindsay and now i'm happy that it's like amongst the og group um cuz i feel like the stuff with lindsay versus the page and sierra and them was just like very petty and not fun and felt like borderline bullying <laughs> um so i appreciate that they have like legit things to argue about like the carl and kyle thing is like actually very serious so i'm like very compelled by that
0: it's very serious to the point where i'm like even i'm like hey guys maybe we don't put this on the reality show because it seems <laughs> yeah. like your your actual business where you can <laughs> yeah, get sued not like good. <laughs> i was like this i'm like we shouldn't be like i'm even like we shouldn't be saying this on television and yeah. sheena was on this show this week and she was even talking about Summer House going listen, I can't believe that they even put, they didn't edit that line out because she was saying like, usually they have rules where they're Mm -hmm. not going to be talking about drug, that sort of drug use on Mm -hmm. the show. So it was a a definite decision to leave that in, which they usually have ran away from in the past.
1: Well, I think that Carl, I guess I missed it last season, but I do remember someone bringing up that he had talked about, like he had finally admitted that he also had a Coke problem on top of alcohol last season. So I guess maybe that's why they felt they could keep it in, but it was still like very cringe. I was still like, oh, "Man, okay. I can't wait for that. I
0: can't <laughs> wait. For, we only need one person from Southern, Southern charm to admit it. And then that whole yeah. deck of cards is going to come. It's like slamming down, you know, yeah. Craig finally admitted he was on Adderall. So hopefully the rest of the people can get brave. Um, but there is this sadness. I was thinking about this in terms of like, how we view female friendships and male friendships. Mm. And, you know, female friendships, I notice a lot of discourse is like fuck Lindsay or fuck Paige and those, you know, but with male friend, like we seem to like, Kyle Carl, we just need you guys to be we okay. You just, yeah. You know, it's weird how we <laughs> it's kind of a, in the same way about how we treat Schwartz, like this wounded puppy that needs to be protected instead of a, a grown man that does know what he's doing. Do you notice that at all or even have a take on that? Yeah,
1: I, that's a good point. I also, I think, I mean, I do see that with Lindsay and Danielle, but I think with Lindsay and like Paige and Sierra, it's like there was never really a friendship there. So I think people are like, feel better, like pitting them against each other. Um, Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. People are very like, I see more people being like, okay, the Kyle and Carl situation is like nuanced as opposed to like, I don't know, Lindsay and It's like, one of you is right. And one of you is wrong.
0: (laughs) Well, this, this week, this week's episode uh, I'll be airing. This will come out after this week's episode, but it ends on a big fight with Danielle and Amanda. And Danielle just like asks one question from this, like stir the pot game. Everybody's having a good time. And it's like, who do you trust the least? And she goes, ah, I guess Amanda. And Amanda's like, what (laughs) and like runs with our dogs oh runs away and then kyle's like damn it god damn it and he's like and he comes down and he like loses it he's like lindsey hubbard is the most manipulative like just freaks out and i'm just like
1: something like um like being like passive aggressive but like very aggressive being like uh people think that you know some of the girls in the house are mean girls, while the actual bitches are mean girls. Yeah. And I was like, did you just call your best friend's fiance a bitch? Like,
0: what? Well, I also love the conceit on Kyle is that he goes, Lindsay's in this guy's ear. And I'm like, yeah, they fucking live together yeah. and they're engaged. I hope she's in his ear to a degree. Are you kidding? That's a relationship. I find Kyle,
1: the way that Kyle talks about Lindsay is so, like, I cannot imagine, unless like my... Friend is in like a seriously like, you know, dangerous or like abusive situation with a partner. Like I would never talk about my friend's like future wife that way. And he does not like to Carl's face. And I just don't. I don't know. There's like a little bit of like like I like Carl. I like Kyle a lot. I think he's really entertaining. But there's just like a there's something icky about his fixation on Lindsay as like the root of everyone's issues. That feels a little misogynistic to me. I, oh, I don't. A little, yeah. It. yeah. Well, there's.
0: Well, there's. <laughs> I think Kyle. Oh, there there's there's and I think this is why he works for reality television. I think there's a um there's a girlish element to Kyle. He he's like one of the housewives, he's one of the girls, yes. gr- like he he is in the middle he can of get the, down drama. With
1: the drama.
0: Yeah, Yeah. like he like I don't I don't know if he knows what he's doing, but I will say remember Summer House is his idea in a sense. Mm-hmm. This was he helped put this together, and he is very messy, and he doesn't he doesn't ever look uh deeply within. He just looks deeply within or tries to about everybody else.
1: Yeah. No, I was going to, yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, I can't remember a time that Kyle has like ever held himself accountable in an argument. Like he's always pointing the finger and like defending himself and Amanda too. I don't know. They don't. Like I was thinking about the situation where on watch what happens live where Amanda said that Lindsay was like rude to fans or something. Yeah. yeah. And they kept like doubling down on it, which like, I don't know if it's true. I don't, I'm not going to speak on it, but like, if it's, I don't know. It just felt like they were so like proud that they had said it. And it was like, I don't I don't like this from you guys when you guys are supposed to be friends. But um, Well,
0: they they also talk about this scene where if you remember the reunion from last season there was that backstage moment where uh, Amanda Carl was works talking works to the girls. Yeah, Carl works for us and Lindsay has like uh, something like poison. Like Lindsay's like him or Lindsay's corrupted him. And I remember I'd made some video about it and I just about my feelings were going like i said this is weird it's kind of gross yeah. i like these people but it's really gross to see uh i don't know if we're what we're not seeing but this is to me a little gross from somebody that i didn't expect it from and i just put that out there like i do anything and like fucking i get like a dm from amanda oh. going like i heard you're upset with me and and da, da, da. like and, and it was like lay, laying this whole thing and i had to like and i was like it's the worst thing when you realize these people are real people and like, yeah. cause you think of them as like little sim people sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, I said, Hey, I don't know you re- in real life. I don't, but I said what we're seeing and how this is edited, this does come off weird. I don't know if there's a huge swath of material we're not seeing about Lindsay, but it feels like there potentially is if this is what is getting left in. You know, and she never responded yeah. back to that. But she didn't That's unfollow thing, me. It's Huge like, thing.
1: There's, there's so many, like everyone is like, Lindsay, like in interviews, like everyone's like, you know, you guys don't know what Lindsay is like. And Lindsay is this and that. And she's like terrorizing the house. I'm like, we don't see it. So like, she certainly doesn't seem like, you know, I'm not going to say she's like an angel. But we no, have a strong
0: her, figure. She is a right. strong she's just like personality. a strong
1: opinionated woman, which is why I like her um but yeah i'm not seeing her being this monster that you all are describing and it just like makes you guys keep doubling down on it and it's not it's just not a good look
0: well it's a thing of like you, the show cannot be about proving that Lindsay is a bad person
1: and that's what it feels like it's become like i feel like they're not even mad at Lindsay anymore i feel like they're just trying to make a point to the internet because like they got dragged so hard after
0: <laughs> well that's the other thing too is that you that's it you start to get that vibe that they know. Well, by the way, we know Paige and Sierra know because all they do is lay in bed and look at their phone. Yeah. So we know they know. And I think know Amanda pays attention to this stuff yeah. as well. And it's interesting because I do think they're like, well, the audience feels this way. So I right. guess I can't go crazy on this person.
1: Right. Because what did Paige do as soon as she walked in the season? She was like, I texted Lindsay and, you know, we're all good. We don't have anymore. I was like, that's interesting.
0: <laughs> I would say she did. <laughs> she did. She did. I would love this is one of the other thing I feel like if you go into the summer house, you need to give your phone away to the producers. And we like, mm. I would love to see pages, uh, DMS with Debois. Yeah. I would love, cause you know, Paige is given out info right and left. I would imagine. Uh, oh or God. Craig is, um, yeah. do you, uh, do you like Craig and pages Sorbo as a couple? Hmm.
1: I don't yeah. really have any feelings about it. I don't know. That's the way to go, I, don't I really think. Care. I think I did like Paige, like, first. I think everyone liked Paige, like, her first two seasons. Um, yeah, once she started dating Craig, I was like, I'm not a fan of yours anymore, because you're just coming off, like, a mean
0: girl. Well, it's um, a weird one, like, it's like, it's like two mean girls. Like, I think Craig likes yeah. to be a, girl <laughs> well. a I, mean girl as well. And by the yeah. way, I think that's why sometimes Craig is entertaining to watch. It's those people yeah, I that actually. Yeah, very
1: entertaining. Yeah, like I, started I do. Like, watching, I'm
0: not
1: an idiot. Yeah, I started watching Southern Charm recently after years of putting it off. And I'm like, you're good. <laughs> All the men are good television on that show, But I guess is why it's like male. It was male dominated at first,
0: but oh yeah and it goes away because then it becomes female dominated and then it becomes male dominated again but always mm-hmm. like the southern charm aspect of it is very interesting because it's like steeped in this culture that is male dominated yeah so and it's so like it's even more- the- well yeah at the end of the day <laughs> you're like, you're like no dark. really at the end of the day it's like really dark because you're like because <laughs> yeah. you're like even like what this is not how our ancestors wanted yeah. it to be like what the hell like austin should be uh, you haven't probably even gotten to the austin seasons yet then have you
1: Oh, I've been jumping around. So I've seen, okay. I've seen a good dose of Austin.
0: Uh who, if any, would you uh who would you who would be your guy in one of these shows? Is there any guy that you're like he could do no wrong?
1: On all of the shows?
0: Yeah, any or of the shows. Other...
1: Um unfortunately, I think I don't know. There's something about Kyle that I find very magnetic. I don't know. It- like By the way, I love that you're honest. So
0: because I love that you're honest about the problems with Kyle yeah, too. That's and the
1: thing. It's like I like him most of the time, but I feel like when he's drunk, his like assholeness comes out. But I feel like he seems like a decent person. I don't know. I I know that he's not. He's one of the few like white Bravo people that I'm like. Oh, you're not a Republican, like,
0: <laughs> what I can tell. Because um, <laughs> we know Craig yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, two things can be true at once. Kyle can still have issues and Kyle can still be a fun person to watch a good person. Like I, I've talked to Kyle a couple of times on here. I've enjoyed each and every one of them and Mm -hmm. I can still have problems with Kyle, but that's kind of how it is in real life too. Is that like, we don't love everything about everybody and we're still able to get along. We're still able to be in relationships. You know, you don't love somebody 1000% in everything they do.
1: Right. And I don't even think Kyle is like a bad person. Like there are certain people on Broadway. I'm like, you're a terrible person. I don't think he's a bad person. I think he has all issues and has problems with you know accepting aging.
0: <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh, I you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> big <laughs> news, everyone. Um, yeah, I don't know. I do love Kyle Carl. I used to like. I think Carl was my favorite at first, but I unfortunately with that, I think. He was more entertaining to me during his like douchebag years. I don't find him he just seems like a walking he seems like a robot now. I don't know. It's well,
0: I, no, you're you're exactly right. And in this next week's episode, uh that, that you'll see on Monday is that it's even more of that where I was even saying that where in the first couple of years of sobriety, I don't know this, but what I would imagine is that you're learning to function again as a human being. And on top of that, trying to be a good human being. So I imagine a lot of the times it is very robotic almost because Mm -hmm. you're like, I think this is what a good person does. I think Mm -hmm. this is, you know, until you naturally go, Oh, I am a good person. It's I'm more comfortable in this. And so that's why I think with Lindsay, the relationship for him r- whether we like it or not what we see it works for him because he's able to be a little goofier a little like somebody's like i love you no matter what and i think that's why he's always you know like you know what i'm gonna stay there's upstairs yeah there's a <laughs> no believe me he's even cornier in this week's episode where i was like oh man because like their relationship is kind of uh it's really corny to watch yeah. it's very that- hashtag ads but there. by the way, they I do not doubt that they they love, love each, each other. other. Yeah, like, I think like, they I don't love doubt each it.
1: other. Yeah, it's weird to me that people bring up like the friend thing as if like that, like platonic. love. Like, it's good to have a foundation of friendship because like so many couples like I don't I don't think Kyle and Amanda are like friends. Like, I don't think they like spending <laughs> that much. I can't imagine them just like when one of them comes home, they're like, oh my God, you came home. I'm like, I'm so excited to see you. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I do think they like love each other more than anyone else on the, on this planet. And like, I just, I don't know. I believe it. I, I hate when people say that it's fake.
0: No, I do. No, I, I don't think it's fake at all. And I how real it is, is that when they do hookup scenes in the bathroom, I'm like, oh God, I yes. can't, no. I don't like. There's nothing sexy about it to me. Which, yeah. by the way, it shouldn't be. Like it's that's like their relationship. Yeah. Yes, I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want to hear anything. Like, I do not want any of that at all. And that's what I find. I'm like, this kind of is a real relationship. Like, I don't look mm-hmm. at a lot of my friends' relationships and go, "That's hot, man. That is so hot." You know? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, true. That's the good point. Yeah, cause you could even look away at certain points.
0: Um, um. Uh. As we we start closing up here. Uh, what is in your mind right now in terms of entertainment that you are writing about, want to write about? Like, are there things that you have in the back of your head of like, I want to write a book about this someday? Like, what is the goal at this point for you? And what do you notice at large in entertainment these days?
1: Um, goal. Is Sorry, just hit you, with a, every, really, yeah, just hit you like, with a really, just hit you with a really small. Just waking question. up every morning, trying
0: not to <laughs> Loose your lose your mind. mind.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know i i definitely want to write a book at some point i think i feel like it would have to be like reality tv related i would love to do like some sort of deep dive into like black housewife franchises i think would be interesting and like all of the there's so much like cultural minutiae that we have from those shows from like you know the language and like i don't know just like everything about those shows has like defined the internet i feel over the past uh and like the way we speak on the internet yeah
0: it, it, not not day. even the way we speak just the way we meme the way right. we we meme and nini we meme right. and like there is it's that, like the would fact be that so every month there's
1: a new nini meme that someone discovered <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: you know,
1: screenshot of her saying something crazy um yeah, would you ever everybody-
0: want nini to come back at this point
1: I mean, I really have not enjoyed Atlanta for like the past two seasons, so I think I would like it. She was very fun when she hosted the Breakfast Club um, <laughs> and was talking about. Uh,
0: Man, she was going off, at, yeah.
1: <laughs> talking about the Batovic Housewives, I was like, this <laughs> "Why true. we need that?"
0: What did he say? was like, "Come on, she's a star." star. She goes, is she? Like, is she? Is she like? Yeah. I was like, goes, "It was right. so good." <laughs> um, it is interesting you say the last two seasons not enjoying it. It's like I watch pretty much every season of everything. And Mm -hmm. it's like, there are certain magical seasons and there are certain seasons where you're like, this is just TV that I'm watching. And it's like, I I'm trying to like crystallize in my head over the years, what that is of what, what makes something perfect. Also, what is it at what part in our lives that we're coming at that makes it magic? Like one season could be great to somebody else and another one, but you know, Atlanta is kind of like a stasis level where it's, you know, everybody's funny, everybody's do, you yeah, know. Yeah, it's never
1: like terrible, it's just like the conflicts are very stale at this point, and like there's certain people like Candy's not really doing anything ever, although I love her. But um
0: Candy, by the way, uh, uh, about to do another uh spin-off show with the uh oh, yeah. with SWB. I about
1: what that's is it just like a docuseries
0: or something? Like is a docuseries about them going on tour together and like doing a oh, comeback? Okay. Like I don't, Candy, but like I don't know. Like I love her, but like the people at Bravo love her, yeah. love her. Like they give her every Must be spin-off very show. Very easy
1: to work with. I'm sure she has like. I mean, I've interviewed her before, and she was like very nice and humble. So I, I can't imagine her having like a huge ego.
0: Yeah, and now she's like producing plays. She's like in the theater. Yeah. Like that's like, and she's really like. I love people that are like in. She knows like this. I'm proud of this. I yeah. love that aspect of it. Um what did you think of Potomac this season really quick? Because that was another one where I was like coming off the last two seasons where I was in love in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways and I had come to Potomac later. So I was so wrapped up in it. And this season, like, I can't point to anything that I'm like, this is, I mean, I could point to some things that are wrong, but I'm like, everybody's funny. Everybody's, you know, doing the things, but to me, it never fully congealed into something more than the sum of its parts.
1: Yeah, everyone's showing up for sure. Yeah but it's just not, I don't know. I don't find, I don't know. I think Mia going back and forth with her is just like a thankless task. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to feel about this person and they're taking up so much space. And it's like.
0: Well, I feel um, if you're going to lie, if you're going to lie so boldly and blatantly and that because like, then it's like, it's not fun because you're not playing yeah. by any, what's well, the kind of same thing I will say about Robin, not revealing mm. certain aspects of like, okay, at some point I do need to know that there is a kernels of truth in these shows. If not, I'll just go to scripted television entirely. Like, I don't want you to be an editor and producer on the show that you're in. I don't want you to edit in your mind. I don't want you to be like, you know, I'll leave this out. I don't want that. I want people that don't even want to be there. Like I want the cameras to capture something that like blows me away. And that's never involving you making those decisions for yourself.
1: No, exactly i yeah i think and i also think like the con like all the conflicts this season were really bad i didn't find the candace chris thing i just don't like chris is not this like upstanding gentleman to me that i care (laughs) so much that he like possibly like looked at a woman other than candace i don't know it was just and i think that they were sort of just like milking that because they've had bad seasons in the past um and then what else? I guess like, and then like the Mia Jacqueline thing. And I was like, okay, like two women have maybe had sex. Is that news? Is that <laughs> exciting? I
0: <laughs> I mean, by the way, Mia's offering to have sex with pretty much anybody. Like I want I Wendy. <laughs> I want this. I want Dr. Wendy. I think I'm just like, that doesn't, and also Mia's, you got to be careful of those people that really want to be on the show that really yeah. need the show. And I feel like that's because I feel like Mia is potentially always on the bubble, so then mm. she starts lashing out in these weird ways. And if you follow her Twitter, you'll see that even today. Oh, her Twitter um,
1: is amazing. It's yeah. <laughs> it is deleted after like ten minutes. It's great.
0: It's- <laughs> I love the tweet and delete. It's like knowing yeah. that somebody's going to capture this, but you they'll never be able to tie it back to you. Right. <laughs> you know, they're like you know Photoshop these days. That's uh, yeah. James Cameron Avatar technology. That's crazy. <laughs> um. Well, uh, I I really appreciate you being here today. This is something I've been looking forward to, and I'm really such a fan of your work. And you make me laugh and smile, and actually really think every day. So uh, I appreciate. How do we support you? Uh, I'm going to put all your information on the show notes. But like, you know, I know you can sign up for the Daily Beast. Obviously, mm-hmm. sign up for your Twitter. Is there anything else that we can support you with?
1: Um my venmo no i'm kidding <laughs> um, yeah.
0: drop that Venmo, link yeah, yeah. yeah i
1: besides like daily beast yeah it's so weird now that i'm not a freelancer i'm not like you're like so oh geez stuff. i'm just like i can just sit back and relax
0: <laughs> um yeah
1: just you know follow me on twitter at kindle renee and then yeah, just look at my author page, I guess, on The Daily Beast and then yeah, no, I mean,
0: it's yeah, go do all of those things. She really is worth follow, worth reading her articles. Um, what are you what are you watching scripted wise right now?
1: Oh, I'm bad with scripted TV. It's just too much. i I'm enjoying a new show that hasn't come out yet called Swarm which is this new Donald Glover show that's about, it's starring- um, Oh Domin- yeah, because
0: you said he upset the Bayhive in it, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's um with Dominique Fishback and Chloe Bailey. And she basically, Dominique basically plays like a crazy, it's not really Beyonce in the TV show, obviously, yeah. but a woman who's very much like Beyonce and she's this sort of like murderous, uh, should I say that? It hasn't come out
0: yet. I can I can so, edit this part out. Yeah.
1: um, She plays like a crazed uh, Stan- and uh the trailer is very bloody so you'll it's it's a it's a horror thriller type thing what's so.
0: that what's that going to be on
1: uh amazon prime which i'm bummed about because they are really bad with shows but um hopefully you know what, it is
0: what like sometimes amazon prime and even apple tv i feel like some like they have really like really gems in there sometimes but i feel like they don't want us to find them sometimes yeah
1: they're just like we have enough money it's fine
0: yeah like apple tv certainly they're like yeah we have severance which i really liked but they're like yeah hopefully you'll hear about it from a friend we're not going to really talk tell you about it
1: yeah they have like yeah Austin Butler is going to be in like a new Apple TV show and I think people think Timothy Chalamet is going to be in one because he's been like that commercial yeah Yeah, and I was like I don't think these are going to go anywhere but
0: yeah oh geez
1: um
0: (laughs) okay well Kendall thank you so much if you ever want to come back it is all this this podcasting line or whatever is always open but I really uh it's been just a joy to talk to you today
1: Thank you so much. I was, I love to be on any podcast talking about Bravo. So this is a dream.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, please come back anytime. And hopefully uh, for all you Bravo podcasters out there listening to this, invite her on, get her yeah. on there. We got to get, please. Let me rant, please. <laughs> Bye. Betches.